Welcome to the Fail Forward podcast. The purpose of this podcast is change the negative stigma around failure into a positive. Failure is only a negative if we do not learn from it and we give up. Welcome back to the Fail Forward podcast. Today, I've got the amazing Natalie Potts on the podcast. Welcome, Natalie. Hi, Henry. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Really looking forward to this today. So tell me, Natalie, um, you come from originally a corporate background. So tell me about what life in corporate was like um, and then how your journey is to become now a a successful business coach. Yes, sure. So thank you. So um, lots of work um, I do now is around kind of it's gone to coaching through to mentoring through to lots now around business strategy. And that's purely come from, like you say there, the corporate side. So I did about 19 years in corporate. I worked for um, one of the top four retailers and I joined as a kid, absolutely loved it. And just worked my way through to um, to leadership as such positions, you know, managing big teams of people, which I say is no easy feat in itself. And I loved it. And my success was pretty linear is what I say, because I think people are, that's unusual to people now. And it's unusual to stay in a business like 19 years for so long, and I'm 36 now. So yeah, that that was very much a journey that I thought I'd stay in for almost like the rest of my life. My dad had done the same in the same business. He went there for 37 plus years. So I always saw that, that kind of would be my journey. And then I realized that through doing university as well, um, that I kind of thought you can't just have one thing, you've got to have more, the world's very, you know, constantly changing, we've got to adapt. And I guess I can see ahead sometimes to the gaps that some people can't see in that. And, and often people will share that with me. So I, I can say that quite confidently and not ego wise. But I started to see, I was like, well, I'm quite nervous, actually, that supposing this doesn't work out, what will I fall back on? Because I always knew I'd loved what I did with work, which was something I was fortunate to have, but I wanted to continue that. And I was doing loads of leadership, personal development, work in corporate at the time to, you know, become and progress as a leader. And I recognised coaching was a big thing. And I was like, mm. and then I see people come back with their courses and I'm like, they're not doing what I know coaching is. They're just telling people what to do. And I guess that kind of almost irritation was like, right, I'm going to go and find out about this. And I have that inquisitive mind to go and think, right, if I need to work on something, I'll go and make it happen and, and educate myself as such. So I then joined the Coach Academy, qualified there in two corporate, uh, corporate and the personal performance, because why wouldn't I do two diplomas at one time and a job? Um, and absolutely loved it. Again, did really well with coaching. And then that's kind of evolved to them realizing that I didn't like the corporate world as much and and I wanted to leave and, and make the do the big jump, as they say, the leap of faith. Yeah. And was this um, was this before COVID? Wait, how long ago was this? So this was the thing. So I started the business just before COVID. I started actually working with my coach in his mastermind, which was, this is why I love the fitness stuff, because I love my personal um, fitness as well. But he was helping fitness trainers build their businesses and move from the gym um, to online businesses. And and I just like the way he worked to work with, you know, myself, because I didn't want to work with everybody in my world that was coaches. I wanted something a little bit different. And I was working for him for about a year and a half, then COVID hit. And the reality was I just couldn't do my own business at all. I just didn't have the time with what was expected of us in the corporate world. It was just too demanding. It was constant. Um, and also you just saw a very different way of working. We couldn't, you couldn't plan in the same way. You couldn't have vision in the same way. You could literally think about the day as such with what was changing and the pace it was moving at. So I then, we did COVID a couple of years and then I started to think that no, this just isn't fitting. Like the values don't fit more of the business. and. I actually had opportunities to progress to the next level of leadership and, and I was like, oh, I don't know whether to do it. And then people said, it was one of those where people were like, you need to do it, it's great for you. And and I did get through the assessment and 
I didn't get, it was when I didn't get through the final sign off part of this role. So I was in the role, I was doing it. I've been signed off by many area managers and everything. And it was just, it was, it was one of those where it's just a personal thing. And people say they have those people in corporate sometimes where they're just not very nice people at times. And I, I met one of those people. I don't think she liked me. It got very personal and I could never do enough or be enough, but my results were speaking very differently to her opinion of me. So I kind of, it was one of those where it's like the pieces don't fit anymore. And I had to have an honest check in myself and, you know, get some sound advice from people in my life and just say like, this, this isn't working for me anymore. What's the route out of this? Because as many of us want, you can't just chuck in your job and, and that's, and then it's all happy days. Uh, you've got to work through that and have a strategy and a plan for that. And I was like, well, that's my gig. That's what I know. I just need to do it for myself, which is often harder, right? Yeah, especially the fact that you've been part of a business for 19 years. You know, you've had that paycheck every single month. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of loyalty and discipline there as well. So, like, I know you said, like, oh, it, it seems very linear. But I think, you know, you've had 19 years of commitment, loyalty, turning up, you know, following the company, being part of it, you know, being there every single day to be committed. So then there's that this big step of going... I'm leaving that. So like, it sounds like a little bit your hand was forced by this lady, which is perfect, which is needed. But also then the realization of going and talking to people around you saying, what, well, what is it that I need to do? Because that is a big step away from a, a paycheck every single, every single month to suddenly then going out on your own. So tell me, what did that feel like? You're spot on. That part for me was about looking at what my biggest fears and my biggest fear was security of income because money whether I liked it or not it just came in and went out and paid all the bills and mortgage and everything and that that stability in money was like well what does that look like what and that's what I'm saying and you kind of reverse engineer back on things think well if I don't have that one month how am I going to feel and what's you know how's my my reaction going to be to that and and I knew that that wouldn't be great so I was like right so to kind of to get over that and to work through it, I need to have this as a backup plan or I need to have this in place. So I knew I needed a certain amount of of uh, funding and um, money as such for me to confidently make that transition um, and, and then be able to confidently invest in a business as well. Um, there's a bit of risk. I say the risk is not taking a risk as well. And I think that, you know, success leaves clues when you look around people that are business owners, they do take big risks and bigger risks than people who, uh, who aren't making those transitions and, and running businesses that are doing very well. You've got to have an element of risk. So I did know that, but I think there's that point of, they call it like, you know, calculated risks. And and that's why I had to work through, well, what does that look like? And, and again, I think that you have to come back to personal development stuff. You've got to know yourself really well. That's where anything starts in business. How do I operate? How do I think? How do I manage myself emotionally? Um, two things like that so and, and actually like you say when shit hits the fan like, how do you actually react to that it's okay thinking you know but you've got to really understand and think about what does that look like who is there to support what's almost the worst case scenario of something's happening and it's like anything I work with a lot of clients on knowing your numbers in business I don't think we're close enough to numbers and, and the reality is that and we'd all do it at points but when I'm feeling nervous or a bit like oh I'm not sure what's going well with this or uh, where I am money-wise it's I've got to face into that, lean into those fears, lean into the pain as such, because that's the part that you're going to then unpack and look at, well, where am I? What do I need to change? And then to bring the change. Otherwise, it's just going to build. Yeah, 100%. And so your um, your dedication to your fitness, because I know you mentioned this, because I think they're really correlated um, when we talk about numbers and dealing with the motions and everything like that. Have, in your corporate job, were you into fitness or did that come in when you came into the to the business world? 
yeah, I was quite lucky in some ways. When I look back now, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? But I was in a point where the role I was in at the time, I was able to kind of do it my eyes shut. I knew it inside out. I had a great team around me that I built. Um, so I was able to give everything to do um, 18 months as such of a fitness transformation. So I was always thought I was overweight and I just never liked that about myself. And I was like, I've never, I never used to go to gym and in 26 hit, big split, you know, moved home and everything. And I was like, something needs to change in my life. So I was like, I'm gonna have some downtime and just work on me for a few years. And also I wanted to progress in work. So I uh, went to gym and I was like, I'm gonna do, get a personal trainer. Um, because again, like I knew that what I didn't know I needed to work on. I was like, never wanted to hurt myself with lifting weights and stuff. And I also knew I'm very confident, but I'd never could grasp why like females just didn't lift weights. And I was like, well, I wanna overcome that. I wanna do that. So. I then got my PT and I was like, I'm going to do a shoot. Let's commit to something big. Let's go all in. When you say big, it was big. Um, I did, I think, nine months. And yeah, I just, uh, I got very good people around me again to help me on the nutrition, the training, the plans and stuff like that. And uh, did a full fitness transformation. I think I went, you know, my heaviest weight I was ever once was about 13 stone. I got down to eight and a half stone just before a shoot. Um, so I did that whole transformation thing. I wasn't level at the level of competing. That would have been even more. But yeah, I just learned so much about, again, myself. And there's so much correlation. And I use fitness all the time in terms of analogies of business. Even this morning, I've, you know, I'm there at the gym and I said, because I had last week off and I was like, right, back to gym this week. And I was just like, the difference I see with people who are patient in business, patient in a gym, impatient in business, impatient in a gym. And the two are just, they're there, they're the same. They meet the same. And it's so it's always very good for me to use for people. And it's often something that is actually helping me get in conversations with people that are going to be potential clients because we attract who we are, right? And people that are wanting to change their life and their world in different ways than just business are attracted to what I do in a lifestyle I lead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love that. And I did. I read your post this morning about the the, the correlation between that, and it and it definitely hit home because there's so much with it, with the discipline and the turning up and the con, the the consistency of of continue doing something. It's the same in business. People need to turn up, you know, be, be able to be coached and adaptable. Um, so yeah, how how do you find that that helps you with dealing with? So if we take the situation you're talking about a minute ago with going off and leaving the corporate world and then going into into business how has your fitness helped you with that one of the biggest things is that and i say it a lot of clients i work with time time blocking and i prioritize myself and i get i don't have kids right now but um i and i intend to even you know i do have kids i will put myself first because it's that whole idea again of the oxygen mask on and you've got to look after yourself in order to help people and the same clients like you've got to look after yourself to be able to serve your clients at your best so that that part for me is that like you say it's the discipline it's not even it's not motivation it's discipline to do it when you don't want to do it to to you know you're going to have self-doubts you're not going to see results quickly you've got to be consistent and patient you've got to know that things will go back you know like you're going to put on a few pounds and things are going to go backwards in your business and it's exactly the same so when you can then i think the bigger part of that the ripple effect as such is that you will start to see your world change around you as well and who you're with and let's keep it simple if we have mcdonald's because we're around people that eat mcdonald's every day we're going to put on weight right and then the same and the same true of fitness the same true of business when you surround yourself in those worlds and we met on a mastermind but you you know when you're having these conversations with people that we could almost talk like that all day because we're in those worlds where we just thrive and it's our how our mindset is and how we how we want to live our life and what brings us energy joy and makes us feel good and essentially people want to feel good yeah 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, take me to your, um, you've realised that you're, um, you want to leave corporate. Yeah. And you're going to take that leap of faith. You've handed your notice in. What was the plan next? What was what was the plan for you for the for the coming months? The biggest thing was joining a mastermind because as much as I got business to a degree, I was like, I don't know business on my own and money on my own. And the, one of the biggest challenges is really basic. It's just I can't bear working on my own sometimes. I really struggle with that because I had teams that I worked with. I led teams of like five, 800 people at some points. So, to, and then like big leadership teams of 15, 20 people at one time. So to then be on your own is a big thing. So, yeah, it's massive and it's, it is lonely at times. I say that. So I knew I needed, it's, again, it's like asking like, what do I need? Again, what's the fears, what's the risk, what's the, the gaps that you need to fill? And I was like, I need a community of people around me um, that think like I think. I need to be stretched because I want to feel out of my comfort zone and I want to feel the small fish um, and I knew that I needed guidance on stuff that I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know in business. And, and there was lots I didn't know, but I knew like you're saying there, the part before of discipline, consistency, all of that. I knew I had the right behaviors that I needed to drive, but I needed the knowledge part and I need more experience to get within that knowledge as well, running an own business because it's very different. And also I tend to like as people, I like to work with people like I think that the best of the best as well, or that I, you know, there's credibility there that they've been done that. That's important to me. So, I needed that, but I needed it to be quite basic as well, not complicated, because I think we complicate a lot of business. And and that was one of the things for me is like, you know, less, not more. So when I went to a, an event and they were like, you know, ditch everything you've heard, just focus on this. I was like, that's me. <laughs> and I, success is non-negotiable. And, um, you know, you've got to focus on this, this and this, not this, this and this. And I was like, that makes absolute sense. So, But you've got to have understood from start off like well what do i need what is that gap i've got and who's going to fill that and who can help me on that and i think sometimes we can we can rush into things as well i think there's a balance between and there's no right and wrong on any of this there's a balance between just going it being spontaneous taking a risk on things but then there's also balance like i said calculated risk slowing down and think about well actually what do i need apart from joining every mastermind going to every event doing every podcast you do that what's the intent around it and less is more at times as well. Don't spread yourself too thin. So that was a big thing that I had to really think about all those things and what that looked like. But the fundamentals come down to, like you say, almost security around money. I needed the security of people around me that were business heads to go. I, and I needed some validation at times. I needed to just go, look, what do I do on this? Because when you work on your own, you don't have that soundboard the same. It's like when I was working corporate and like something was happening, you'd be like, oh my God, and you'd go into people, you'd be like, this and this happened, what do I do? And they're like, we could do this, could you do that? And it's like, oh yeah, because we get so in our heads all the time. We don't have that space. Yeah, I absolutely love the awareness because you've come from that 19 years of discipline turning up somewhere every day and to have the awareness to go, okay, I'm going to go on my own and I want to be part of something still. Because actually, like being part of a structured business for a long amount of time with all the people around you to suddenly go to you, Natalie, on my own, in my office, on my own, that's that's huge. That's a big, big shift. So to have the awareness and go, actually, like who's the best doing in, in in our in our area? And 
I want to be part of that mastermind. And that's massive hats off to you because a lot of people would have just gone out and tried to work out a few bits and then gone, ah, I've got no one. Because you're right, like you do need that bit of a pat on the back. I need it from time to time. And I've been in business 15 years and I still need someone to go, Henry, you're doing really well. Like you just need that occasionally to go, that's really good because it's that it's that self-confidence thing. So, so tell me, how did it feel on the first day of like, once you left your corporate, what was that like? What was the first day? Was it a, oh shit, or come on, let's have it kind of thing? It was, yeah, I thought I'd be really emotional about it and I wasn't, it was an interesting one. I was like, shit, I gotta do this now. So um, I think I'm, I think like you said, they're going back to again, what, you know, like I know what I need. There's times in a day where I'm just like, I'm quite routine and structured. And like this morning, like I got, I went to gym and things like that. But there's times I can be agitated in the day. I'm like, I just need to go for a walk. Or I just need to do this. You need to know like what's almost like you've got filling your backpack with good stuff of what you need, your self-care. But people talk about self-care, I need a spa day. It's like, no, like it just might be a simple walk or go and listen to a podcast or somebody you love, right? So you need to know what works for you really well. And that again goes back to awareness of, of, of you knowing you. Um, I absolutely love that by the way, just what you just said, just to take, take you back, that it doesn't have to be a spa day. Because I, I see this all the time with mentoring people that we, we're like, right, you need a weekend away, but then that's not achievable. Like, oh, I need to take two weeks off. We don't need that. It's, yeah. And it's, and, and when we're heads like we are of entrepreneurs and that creative space, that doesn't easily work well. It's just, I'm just going to be off. And that that's okay. I think we've got to sometimes change. We're so conformed on things. We have to break the norm and say that it's okay not to know as well. And I said to some clients, like, you might walk away from, I do a one-to-one -one day. I was like, you might have no questions answered from today. And it's like, <gasps> what have I invested in? And it's like, no, like, we're just going to have some space today and just, just see real power in different things and slowing it down. And it's the same with that, that sometimes I just need a walk. And and I'm a big advocate of mental um you know, like I guess mental well-being and fitness more that tapping into if we just did more exercise and those the basics of being human as such almost, then we'd all be probably living happier lives and we wouldn't be in a pandemic of how we are with mental health. But that's a whole different subject. But coming back to the business side, it's it's knowing what almost what ticks well for you and how you operate. Um, and yeah, it was scary. But what was scarier was the thought of getting to, you know, like the end of my life at points or older years and thinking like I've not done what I've wanted to do and I'm not I've not had meaning in my life the way I wanted it because I just didn't take the risk and I know that in years to come I'd be going I wish I'd just done it and I just didn't want that to be my story I didn't want it so it was like well, so what have I got to do to change that um and and that's where I've worked back from and, and part of that's probably the coaching side um of me in terms of I'll question myself quite a lot um and I'll reverse engineer things and think about that and I'm very vision focused so again it goes back to thinking about well how do i operate and again what's what's the great things around that but what's the risks around that so i know sometimes i'm quite a possibility art the possible thinker i don't see threats and that's a risk so that's again like when you say like i need people like i need people around me to go hang on a second that that's not going to go well and i'm like well i just don't see it yeah yeah and, and then they, then you get challenged by them and i think the thing is is what you've answered is something that i say quite quite perfectly um is what your answer is not what i say perfectly um is that quite often the, the thought of doing and then not doing and, and is actually failure. So like the failure, the failure point comes and the, is that the, the not trying and some people get so, so, you know, you, you could have been in that, that job for 19 years and gone, actually, do you know what? Like, I'm not going to, that's going to be really hard. That's a big risk. And then I'm just going to stay in this corporate job. And then you would be sat there in, you know, in, in your, in your rocking chair going, 
oh, I just wish that time, 19, 20, 30 years ago, whatever it was, that I just I just wish I'd taken that leap. And quite often we fail before we start because we don't we don't actually start, and that's a failure. Um, whereas fail forward comes in that if it doesn't go quite right, then you can work you can work work your way through it. So I think look, lots of people are happy in chaos, whether they want to hear that or not. And that's an, uh, an awareness piece they need to have is that people recreate that for themselves because they don't know anything else but that. And there's almost something very safe in that zone as well, uh, where it's like, I'd rather, you know, just give it a go and and it doesn't go to where I want. What's the worst that can happen? Reality. So I'm speaking in a few months, first time, and some people are really like panicked about this event on the Mastermind. I mean, I'm like, one, I just want to enjoy it. That's the priority it's not going to be perfect free i want to see it as a learning and then I, you know maybe i'll do a ted talk in this come but even that might not be perfect so i think there's something in this term messy action as well and and you've got to see where that sits with your branding and your business but the ones that are out there creating success as we might put it or doing what they want to do are out there taking action and that's the big you've got to take action on things whether it work or not and again you could say calculated action almost you know but to sit and plan and that's why I, I used to get really put off by thinking about or you know someone's a ceo or manager director and all oh, they'll know this or they'll be judging me and it's like, i don't worry anymore so like, i know if i can help someone if i can't i can't move on i don't worry about it um and it's not that I don't care, but in the scheme of things, I'm not going to be worrying about it in a year's time. So you've just got to give things a go. But um, I, I guess as well that I can struggle having empathy at times with people that don't take action. I have to recognise that in myself, where I can be driven as well. That can be my flaw is that when someone does and I'm like, just I don't know why you just don't make it happen. But we're not it, again sometimes it's like they're not all like you now and i used to get in, in corporate as well you know they're not all like you because i'm like just go and do this this and this and it'll happen and <laughs> people just don't think that way so if you're sitting here as somebody that's entrepreneur and it's making sense like but i don't have the people around me go and find those networks and connections you know get mentors invest in yourself because that's when the needle starts changing your business and don't hold yourself back on things i, I always think like go bigger and come down it's harder to raise your game than to be kind of bit you know pulled in a bit of rain in a little bit I prefer to have that. Yeah, and and the, the thing is, is it's, it's having all of that, and then it, like you say earlier, it's leaning into it because you could have easily come from a corporate background of nineteen years and gone. I don't need this. I don't need mentors and people around me. I've been doing this for nineteen years. Like I know what I'm doing, and like actually putting your ego to one side and going actually like let's lean into this because i see it all the time people sat in rooms on training courses their arms folded and you think you're not learning anything because you're sitting here going i know it all and i talk to people at breaks and they're like yeah i already know all this stuff and you're thinking well you're missing the opportunity to to, to learn you know you're missing that opportunity so like honestly hats off to you for one taking a step to come out of the corporate role and go right i'm gonna go and do this and then leaning into to masterminds courses learning everything so how was your corporate career was quite linear how was your how was your coaching career how did that start and how's it been um yes, coaching's over the... done really well I've, i love coaching um but what i noticed was when i started doing it sharing... what is it that you love most about coaching yeah i think it's when somebody sees the potential in themselves that they haven't seen and it's you know you've created that space for them um i guess what i've recognized is so that it's moved into then people started coming to me for mentoring i mentor at the coaching academy as well now for students which i love because i always like to do something in my life one of my strong business values is giving back and giving value so i like to do something where i volunteer in some capacity and i feel that does that for me in terms of helping students on their journey and then it's kind of so it comes to mentoring and enough like i've connected the dots and again this is the patience of time bit it's taken me a good i'd say even 18 months of being on a mastermind it's like well, i'm starting out as a coach it's like actually what i love 
is telling people what's doing business strategy and that's but it brings in the coaching part of the coaching skills of listening asking great questions not just not not like low level questions like well, what does that look like how does it feel like I will have conversations with people in discovery calls and they said you made me feel nervous and I was like okay let's talk through that and they'll say and I said well what's the reason around that and it's because I've asked them something about money I said tell me what you're earning right now I was one of the one of my clients actually she goes you're the only person that's asked that of me and I said but that's why you're in business isn't it to make money and they're like yeah and that's why I want to work with you but it just made me really nervous so you've got to ask daring questions of people those questions be bold on things as well so I love that art of you know the coaching skills there, empathy everything but then I've done a bit of mentoring with it and now it's strategy in terms of right you're doing this this and this you need to go and do this this and this so it's taken me time on my journey as well to give things a go you know I've, I've rolled out a whole program recently and and I've given too much like Henry I've like, I completely overwhelmed people <laughs> but now because that's how my brain thinks and I'm like why can't you just understand it that's on me that's a problem it's a leadership problem I've created so but it's interesting that well, okay, I'll rein it in again. So it's not the worst situation. I've given people more value than underwhelming them. Overwhelming and underwhelm them, which is a good thing. So again, it's like, well, now I've got to work on that myself. So I think you're always evolving and learning. You can always change things as well. I think we get stuck and think, I've, I've told everybody I'm going to do it. So what? Change it. Like it's, I'm rolling out some in-person days. I'm like, well, if I don't, if I don't sell all the places, I won't do it. And like, but what's the worst scenario? I could not do it and talk about it for months, or I could give it a go and think, actually, I haven't built my audience enough, go and do that. Or I haven't got my messaging right, go and do that. Or I'm not talking to the right people, go and further that. But until you do something, you will not know. That's the difference. And that's what coaching does really well as well. It gets it out of your head and onto paper or out there. And, and even just like us, this is why I love podcasts, because you, it's almost like a form of therapy for me. You just talk things through that's in your head and you break it down. And, and again, if you don't have those people around you for that, they're out there. You've just got to find them or you can create that world. Yeah, absolutely love that. I, I use this as a bit of therapy as well because I talk a lot about stuff that's happened in the past and it's just great to get it out there. But you just um, hit the nail on the head with something perfectly, which is kind of the fail forward analogy, which is like you just got to go out and do it and then learn from it like you've said it a few times now in, in the in the last few minutes and like the, it's the going out and doing it and then you learn from the feedback from it like you've got feedback that you've overgiven great you've overgiven but now now that feedback is to refine it and if you'd have been sat in your room thinking about that for nine months like i've got i'm going to put this out i'm going to put this down reworded it and then and then suddenly like oh now i've got a new thing and you're never really learning and evolving and failing forward because it's that's the experience isn't it it's just taking the action there's a big thing in implementing fast there really is and you've got to do that part and and actually again if you're to break it down the reasons you're not doing it is the self-awareness it's, it's on you it's because you're worried about judgment you're worried about the fear of it not working out or um you know people not look not wanting it well so what then you know you've got to get out there and try something different then because no it's not hitting people but i see people trying to create things that are perfect and like, i've got clients like oh, i haven't done this i've done that and i'm like just get it out there ask people like ask more and again, like this idea of success, these clues, again, like people, they said these things for a reason. Tony Robbins talks a lot about it, that success, these clues, and, uh, you know, you've, you've got to give it a go. And I, it's not easy. And I know it takes resilience to be this way, to bounce back and to not take things that people say to heart. Like things to, I take things to heart that clients say, or I take things to heart when people leave one of my a community that I've got set up. I'm like, oh, God, but it's life. It's OK. It doesn't mean it's on you. It's just because I've asked them sometimes. So like, what was it that didn't work for you? Like, it's just too much. I'm like, that's okay. Because when I do it, other people understand. So I think it's more understanding of ourselves, more understanding of others, letting things go as well. You've got to, so, but like we just said to you that 
all of these actions and decisions you have in business and setbacks come with you being resilient, determined, disciplined, um, strong, all of those things. It's, it starts with you. Yeah, absolutely love that. And then asking the questions really key to like why they've left, because quite often as humans, we we kind of make up things in our head of why someone's left. And then you ask them and they're like, oh, yeah, my, my, my dog's just gone in and I've had a vet bill and I can't pay it. And you're like, OK, like that's got nothing to do with me. But we make up in our mind that we've done something. Oh, no, like we've not given enough value to this person. And quite often it's not on you. It's on them, isn't that's, it? So, that's, you know, so it's, you know, seek to understand first, isn't it? And then be understood. And that's key and also i saw simon um cynic and stephen bartlett talk recently and they were saying about this idea of it's not feedback it's notes if you want to reframe it in your head like that and do it you know again coaching is reframing things so however it works for you but if you're not going to ask you can't work on things to change it the same as like, I've, I've realized my clients said like how are you finding this week and it's like it's been a lot and i'm like really but that's okay so i but i need to change it if i just kept it the same i'm not going to have the it's not going to be great for clients going forward or I'm not going to speak about it in a way that I want them to, to get referrals, which is the easiest way to go business. So it's, yeah, it's slowing down to speed up um, and looking at those things. But I guess it still always comes back to it, even like that part Simon Sneak says, you know, it starts with why and it starts with awareness and that all starts with us and how we show up in our businesses. And this is why I'm saying that you've got to always do the groundwork. I, I'm in a very good mastermind right now. And one of the biggest things I see in the people around me is and actually, I saw it in a one with one of the ones you were in as well, and mainly more off of men. Maybe that's unfair to say, but the mindset part's not focused on enough. People don't do the mindset work enough. Yeah, they, you're a hundred percent. Yeah, you're hundred percent right, and um, it's something that I've been working on in the last couple of years. And once you get that bit right, like everything st starts and stops with you. Like you are the bottleneck, you are the action taker. So like it's it's it all comes down to. So what do you do to work on your mindset? Yeah, so I have a mindset coach which is the biggest thing. Um, I'm in a mastermind that's very good where I, could, I feel safe to talk about some things as well that I wouldn't on maybe social media even, and I'm quite open on social media, but um, that's been important to me. Uh, I've got very good people that are out of work as well that don't get what I do to just give a different perspective on things and help me see things differently and play devil's advocate. I think that's important. Um, and I also think like just almost count sometimes the people on your hand like how many you got as well those those key key people you can fall on that don't judge you that you say like like the other week I said to some friends like I really miss you guys I was like it's just a bit crap at a minute I'm just feeling meh I shouldn't be feeling that but I am and it's that simple it's no it's not not drama I'm just saying I just don't feel it at the minute uh, but then the fit you know the fitness stuff is my biggest thing uh you know giving some space and uh, and time to myself in that all the time and and i think because we're remembering this and it's the same it goes back to fitness that you gotta fall in love with the process we're always so this was my thing corporate it was so like on the i've got to get to this role i've got to get to here or my business got to have this revenue and what i learned in i got to points in corporate where i was like i've made it to what other people would say is success but i feel the most unhappy i've ever been in this business and that's that's not a good thing. That's sad that you feel that way. That's that kind of be careful what you wish for on some things. So I am big in, you know, being in the moment. Even things like you know, last week I was on holiday. I find it hard to switch off, but my best. And and sometimes I'm like, actually, it's okay that I don't completely switch off because I think the pressure of everybody around me saying switch off isn't what I need. You know, so I'm happy to get up and do something like an email in the morning if I want to do that, or write a post if I want to write a post. I think there's that part in being kind to yourself with the mindset um, and it's like you say work on it when it's and when it's really hard and just 
know that it's it's never going to go away but can kind of I guess like go peaks and troughs as well and at parts where I know every probably every three or four months I go on a bit of a change curve sometimes where I'll think it's tough and I, I did it back in October so I think that it's you having awareness to again understand yourself well where you are with that because my business was going faster than where my mindset was with it. And I was like, I can't keep up at the minute. That's a struggle. And then the same happened in January. I was like, I'm in the same point. And it's like, I know what I need now is people to bounce off my mindset coach and just say things out loud. And it's, and it's that, or sometimes just a part of, right, I definitely need weekends off. Just we'll have a bit of space in the business and things like that, or whatever you need. It's, you've got to explore what those are for you. And there's no right and wrong in any of it. I think that's important. There isn't a right and wrong. And sometimes we don't have the answers. I know that's painful. But I think people just are so, they just want to have this validation all the time or the constant, will it work, will it not? Who knows? Maybe we won't know straight away. And that's uncomfortable for people, but you've got to be uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you have to be uncomfortable. And you, and like, you're right, like you you've you probably hit, were hitting a ceiling at, at that point when you, and, and then you go, what do I need to get past this ceiling? Because there's so many levels in business and you get, and you go up and, and, and keep going. And the main thing is, is that you're always going to be uncomfortable, aren't you? Like if you're, if you're growing and you're growing in yourself, then you're always going to be uncomfortable. And I think that's the thing that as business owners, we, you've got to get used to is that you're never going to be, there is, it, it, success is a summerless mountain. You know, Matt Elwell always talks about that. And, and, um, it really rings home because you realise that there is no end to it. It's just continuous development and, and discipline, isn't it? Um, and I, I love what you're saying um, because it just resonates with what I always say. To, don't don't make make excuses, take action. Because that's the key, isn't it? And if you're taking action, constantly taking action, then you're going to just be getting that feedback. You said on. it when people like sitting at events and they're like, you know, another event or they're not taking action. And that, that is procrastination. You know, I love podcasts, but sometimes, and I love reading, but sometimes read another book or listen to another podcast or doing something over again is a form of procrastination and it's again for you to check in on that and say is it just because i enjoy it and sometimes we can just do things with no intention as well i'm big on that i'm very set on in business i know where i'm intentional and other places i'm not like i love i have my own podcast as well and some people think it's crazy i won't monetize it. it's like but i don't want to the whole point of my podcast is my therapy i love it if i monetize it i think that I will go into mode of resenting it. It's a chore. It's another thing on a business. I said, it's not about that for me doing that. So again, like it's almost got some intention behind it, but it's just, it's just fun. And that's okay as well. And I think we can make business again, very complicated. And I think we can take out the element of having fun with something as well. And I think that if you bring all this idea of having fun and exploring things to everything we've spoken about today, we get more experimental with give, just giving things a go. And we had to do that in COVID in corporate. Like, like I said, we couldn't plan even the next day as such. We just had to say, will this work and will it not? And with what worked last month might not work this month. And that's where, again, like you can see that you, you know, you're working hard all these months for things and there's times that's going to have to happen. But then sometimes it's not going to land because that was three months ago. And the world changes really quickly now. We've evolved. So it's the same with, I'm reading a very good book on by Mo Gorda actually about um, Scary Smart and AI. I've got that on the side of my bed. I haven't, I've picked it up, but I haven't read it properly yet. I've read his first one, Happy to Solve. Yeah, yeah look, I love his stuff. And it's, it's an incredible book. And it's interesting about AI. And the reality is that to just go, I'm not getting involved, you know, not understand it is a risk. But you've got to understand, again, what that looks like for things and, uh, and understand that the world's changing at pace. So what does that mean to you in that? And how can you be a good advocate as well and leader of that change and be a part of it in a good way, like be the change? So... 
Um, it's the same in business, but a lot of the stuff in there, you see that the world is moving crazy fast. Yeah, yeah, we had Alexis Kingsbury on the other day talking about AI, and I asked him who are the winners and who are the losers. And and when I asked him who are the losers, one of those things was the people that don't embrace it. Right, and that's what I'm saying. That's exactly it, right? Yeah, exactly. For the people that don't embrace it and push it away and say, you know, I'm not up for this, they're the ones that are going to be fall behind. They're going to be the the blockbusters of the world. Do you know what I mean? That, that those, don't... And then those are the people that will get fearful of it because it will impact them. So I'd rather face into something and go, well, how do I manage it in the best way to know that actually it's going to make me nervous, but how do I understand it more, et cetera. And, and that's education is going to help us on everything. If we Again, it's how we choose to see things, isn't it? Hundred percent. So, with your um, your you've gone on this bit of a journey, and now you're now niching more into the strategy part of it. So, tell me about that and and how that's come about, and and how you help people. Yeah. So, the main way that's come about is the corporate side and seeing that I I plan very well. Uh, again, probably I've underestimated my skill set and how I can help people and see gaps and and do it in a way that's logical for them as well, keeping business simple of, you need strong business values, you need a good vision, you need a very clear mission. And um, we work to those as a foundation, you've got to have the foundation strong in your business to grow anything. So, you know, you can use an energy like uh, a skyscraper needs a foundation for it's a skyscraper or a flower before it blooms, like we all need that, so does a business. And then um, it's around, well, actually I've created a business that's, created revenue that I've wanted, um, more time freedom and attracting clients. So it's taking what I've learned and doing it in my own way and helping other people on that is, is really the thing. And it's something that I love. And that's how that's been growing and building and it will probably change in the next year. And I don't know what that change looks like either in some ways. And that's quite exciting for me. So like, actually it might be, I do a mastermind. It might be, I do more in-person stuff. I've just got to work out if there's one thing I wish I'd known sooner, it would have been to grow your audience. But because uh, it's a tough gig and it can be competitive, but it's like anything, isn't it? You don't walk down a high street and say there's free hairdressers, you know, um, or there's free Italian restaurants. I'm not going to open another one. You just you just go for it. And, and like I said, like I, I know the skill set, my mindset is what drives me differently to other people. I, I do a lot of the work on mindset with it and I think that's worked really well with growing my business is helping people see that right now we've got a bit of mindset work to do here or I'll just actually implement it in for them in terms of confidence overwhelm procrastination because it's it's absolutely key that it will hit them at some point and I've done that through creating even like weeks of my programs like we have an implementation week we don't do anything you just slow down and you stop and you just go back and reflect on where am I at what am I doing what's going well what's not going so well refocus and then we go again as such because I think there's lots of programs out there that are just throwing everything at everybody but they're not doing any of them and and I don't work with I've recognized I can't easily work with clients recently I should say who I do work with but not who I don't but you're not going to take actions so you've got to be an action taker but when they've done course after course I'm like you just won't be right to work with me because I don't think you will I can help you on certain things but your mindset right now on I'm just doing another course isn't going to be, you know, you're not going to be right for a program me. You're going to have to do one to one with someone is what you need. So again, it's been able to have the confidence to spot that in people and say, this is what you need as well. Yeah, absolutely love that. Rather than just going, I'm an open shop and I'm going to have everyone that comes on, on board. I don't want to be a business like that because long term, I know you can turn business away, but it, the energy it takes me when I've worked with people that drain my energy, I just haven't got that capacity. And I don't I don't need to be in that space. I need to be in a space where I show up in my business and I'm focused and and, and I've got the right energy. And I work with people that are action takers that just need the help on 
I don't know what to do or what does this look like or what do you think with what I've got here and it, you know, we map it out and look at it and we get very clear on less as well, like actions, like what you're going to do and holding people to account on that. And, and I say high support, high challenge. That was a big thing in corporate and, and some people don't like that and I understand that but I will challenge appropriately, but I've got to make sure I've built that relationship with somebody. That's why I love one-to-one as well as programs, because I can get more into that side of things with somebody. Yeah, and I, I love that, because sometimes you've got to challenge people, and there is a, a, a process that you've got to follow when you know there's a blocker, and you can see the blocker of somebody. I've got a question for you, um, because we touched on it. I've seen, I've seen so many people go and buy courses and do that thing where they, they buy lots of courses, they go and sit lots of courses, listen to books, listen to podcasts, but they're still not doing it. What do you think, in your opinion, is the, is the mindset block of that, of that kind of serial content um, what's it consumer? Yeah, content junkie. That what do you think? The is there, is there a, a mindset block that you think that is general for everyone, or is it dependent? I think there's a lot on fear, fear of judgment. I think there's a huge view in how people to judge us, and I think a lot of it stems from our family around us as well. And a lot of that goes back to beliefs we have, um, and it's we can change those when we become aware of them. And you, I would say, like awareness, then we can look at deciding to take action so you've got a decision and the action that brings the change so you've got to have awareness of what it is to start with I think a lot of it is fear of judgment and um yeah I think that sometimes a bit like the fear of like I said earlier about what you wish for some people are just unsure what they really want and it's again like, it isn't complicated with a lot of, this of people but people haven't done that groundwork on what do you really want or why do you want something what is your real why um, and or they feel that you know the part they've got to a certain age in life and they're past that they can't achieve something now and or there's too much responsibility and accountability on their life right now as well especially if you're like the breadwinner in the family of everything and you, you the expectations on you there's a big feeling of expectation for people so i think you've got to individually break those down and understand where that's come from um and i think though we've got to be careful sometimes we can blame a lot on the past and i see that a lot of money beliefs on things and it becomes a point you know sometimes people are like oh that goes back to your childhood i'm like mm, it doesn't actually it goes back to an experience i had in corporate when i was 21 and it changed how i was thinking about this and this it's not about you know i had a great upbringing and stuff it's not about that so you've got to challenge yourself as well with those uh the the way the beliefs and the way you see things uh, so again, it's a bit of that goes back to again the self-development, doesn't it? It's exploring how well do you really know yourself and how open are you to go on that journey? Again, I see lots of people like, yep, yeah, no, don't need to do the inner child work, and I'm probably like, mm, something there maybe. I'm not saying, but go away and understand that because those are the types of things that are holding you back, and it's hard to do that. Yeah, it, it is, and and a lot of it, yeah, you're exactly right. It is the I think people can't pitch themselves doing the the thing that it, it is that they want to do, um, and I think that that's a lot of it. And it comes back down to I think it's like it's very difficult when you're getting trained by really successful people, which is generally what happens is they don't get successful. They train, they can't actually pitch themselves in that person's position, and I think that's one of the biggest blockers. Um, do you know what, Nat? I've absolutely loved hearing this story. It's been amazing and very inspiring. And I'm sure you are an absolute inspiration to lots of people who are currently in their corporate jobs um, thinking, 
what else is out there. Um, I know we've had the great British resignation when when COVID happened and a lot of people left their corporate jobs. But what advice would you give somebody right now if they're sat here and, and they're thinking, look, I'm in this corporate job. I don't I don't really want, I, I, I want more than this. You know, there's a lot of people that I'm sure are very comfortable and happy in their corporate jobs. Yeah, so that's important as well. It's really important to go, do you know what? Because I think we do that a lot these days. We live other people's dreams through social media and seeing what people want. But uh, the people that are comfortable don't listen to this, but the people that are sat on the fence and they're like, I'm in a corporate job. Like, I, I think there's something else out there for me. I have a different purpose in life than just being in this job. What advice would you give them? Yeah, it's a great question because there's a lot of people giving wrong advice out there on this. And I remember somebody saying to me, go and ask your parents for a loan. And I was like, that's not sitting well with me. And you've got to be, you've got to have a plan you've got to know what it looks like and again slow it down don't just go spontaneous and hand your notice in and you think it's going to go easy because it's not and you've got to again like i said at the start you've got to face into what your biggest fears that you will have and and i do think you need a plan b as well on things you can't just wing it you've got to be very focused and strategic about how you do things like i said i, like, I have bills to pay and i didn't and I, that was important to me you know people are like yeah but like if you lose your mortgage stuff like that you can move in somewhere i know those are all possibilities of course i don't want that to be the life i want so again i think about what you do want so you've got to be you've got to get wise counsel around you and and have those conversations of of what that could look like and i think anything i had six months probably of paying all my bills ahead of me before I left and I've mapped all of that out because I just I didn't want that of I knew that I wanted to go all in on the business but to do that I had to get that stuff out of the way and to feel confident in that so you've got to work out what works for you you've got to have some wise people around you and and face into that as well you've got to know money well and I don't think people are honest on that either and and it, you know I don't know stuff really well but I have a very good accountant like I don't want to do that side of my business but I know I need help on it um, and lots of it comes down to like, if you're not sure, you've got to ask, what does that look like? Go out there and find out. And it's it's almost like when you go and get your first mortgage, there's lots of people telling you you can't do it. And then you think, well, if I don't try, I'm never going to know. And then guess what happens? You can unravel things or you learn, actually, you've got another five months of saving, off you go. So get people around you that have been there and done it and, and that you trust with what they're sharing with you and get a plan in place and then do it step by step. Don't go in, you know, all guns blazing here's my notice i'm off i hate this job and and again like manage yourself well and, and know how that you know if you have a crap day in corporate and i used to have quite a few then how do you manage yourself in that you know sometimes walking away from something on that day and just thinking do you know what today's done i'll come back in tomorrow that that's that's managing yourself and having power over something um so you've just got to really focus on what that looks like and i think having a plan in place yeah, and I love that plan because actually having not having to worry about money for six months and having all your bills and everything paid for is huge because the first thing you don't want to be is worrying about when you're going to get fed at the end of the month because then you make um, decisions from a stressed, anxious, nervous place, which, as you know, they're not going to be the best decisions. So you're you're using too much emotion. Well, look, we don't need to have to do things. It doesn't have to be this or that all the time or just it's got to be all of it at one go. Like, if, could you go part time? Like, look at the options of what you have. What else could you do? So I actually work for another company as well with things. Um, so I work in a school around motivational uh, workshops we do with kids. Uh, and I love it because actually, like you said at the start, like it brings me purpose when I do those days. I have to be in a school for eight o'clock in the morning. I'm up early. I've probably done the gym. I've got to the school. I'm ready to go. It's a full day. It's nothing to do with my business. Completely different. I like variety. but that And that helps me bringing money to know my bills are paid every month. So 
work out if you need that and what that looks like and getting in conversations with people that came up for a friend we were just having a conversation at lunch one day and I was like, I'm completely hating corporate at the moment it's not going well I'm thinking of leaving and he goes oh my god you'd be amazing at this let me hook you up and two years later I'm now fully working with them as a uh, a trainer a training associate so work out what you need in place it doesn't have to be all or nothing or everything straight away yeah yeah definitely absolutely love that it is it's not one size fits all is it life it, there's so many different ways to do it and you mentioned it earlier there's so many like you have to do this you have to do that to be successful you need a b c d and everyone works it out in their own different way um just a quick question what was your um i know we keep talking about it but what was your family saying when you were thinking about leaving because i know you mentioned your dad saying that he'd been in that role the whole time so were they pulling you back were they pushing you forward what was their I'm consensus on it in I've got parents that are very supportive as well. And and I've got a very good relationship with my parents. And it was one of those that they were like, you're done. The conversation was just, that's it. Because, you know, they said actually in hindsight, it's probably should have been a few years earlier, but that's hindsight. Um, but they said, this is, you're just not happy. And and when your mental health's impacted and, and I wasn't on the brink of depression, I was drinking quite a lot of the time, which wasn't a good thing. Um, and I didn't go on depressants because it wasn't the right thing for me at the time. But I, I read a great book actually by Johan Hari called Lost Connections. It, yeah, it's an amazing book. And it just completely opened my mind to everything. And I just had to go on a bit of a journey on my own again. And I think that, you know, I've done a lot of traveling on my own years before, where I've just done not loads of things, but the old city thing. I've just needed the space and time for me. And again, I think we're so set on expectations of what is normal or you've got to conform to Monday to Friday or everyone's having a whole of this month off whatever it is like we don't have to do those things and work out what you want for you so yeah they were very very supportive very supportive and that, and that helped because in some ways that was a bit of a validation I think that there's nothing wrong in saying that sometimes you need that I need somebody to say this this feels right do it yeah, definitely. And, and I love what you say about going and doing stuff on your own. I used to, I, I like doing stuff on my own. I'm a really extroverted person and I love being around people. But then I get to the point where I'm like, I've been around people too much and I, I, I just get, I get completely over, over drained from it. And I don't know if it was Johan Hari or it was, um, I can't remember who it said it, but the, it might have been Jay Shetty. Who's, he was on Stephen Bartlett's podcast and he said, I, I don't like the word lonely and being on your own when you do things. It's solitude. And that completely changed things for me. And I suddenly went, because I used to get, I used to go for food on my own all the time. I'd go to Birmingham or Peterborough and go, do you know what? I'm just going to go out for some food on my own. And instantly I'd feel like, oh, I feel like the kid at school that's been like the loner in the corner. But then as soon as I went, this is solitude. And I completely changed how I addressed me being on my own and went, this is cool. Like solitude. I'm not lonely. I'm just having me time. Like like you said it earlier, looking after yourself to, to, to put your own face mask on is so important to be able to turn up when you need to turn up, right? Yeah, we do. We do. And, and you shouldn't have to forgive, you know, like, feel you've got to forgive yourself for that or that it's the wrong thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I just don't think we give ourselves enough space sometimes to even think about stuff as well. It's a busy world. It is a busy world. And and like you say, like you gotta that's where you've got to find something in like loving every part of every day with it as well. Yeah, definitely. So tell me your thought thoughts on failure and, and what failure means to you and fail forward. I guess failure means I've given it a go and it's not the end of the world. I've just it shows there's something I've got to work on, which is a good thing. 
that there's more opportunity for more go to go and refine that class, you know, like the program I've got for somebody or refine the experience. I'm doing a lot of work on onboarding clients at the moment and a lot of about like personalized experience more. And that's taking a bit of time, right? It's not quickly, but I'm, I'm aware of it. And and again, like, I think like you go into things and right, I've got to do this in this time and it's done. So I just be open-minded to, I'm working on a bit of onboarding stuff at the minute. I'm going to look at, you know, different things people do. I'm going to be able to do a bit of research, find out, and then, you know, master it to what I think it would be. Um, have some fun with it and yeah I think um, some of it will work and some won't but I can only do that because I failed at actually not giving somebody a great experience in the first place so I, I'm conscious that can seem a bit of a that's not taking action and going at things and giving it a go quickly but again like there isn't a right and wrong and sometimes I'll see in business that actually that needs more time from me um, because it's not worked before but it's only through not getting it right or um not having it land how I wanted it to or expected it to that I can go refine that so fall forward is that you're that I'm giving things a go that I'm that I've got courage to do that I think courage is a big thing as well people talk a lot about confidence but you've got confidence is an end result right the prerequisite is the courage to take the step in furthering your knowledge furthering your experience finding more belief in yourself or in what you're doing to then get confident in something so courage would be a big thing for me with that yeah and you're right it's feedback like it's feedback and the quicker you the quicker you can fail and the thing is with fail it's a really negative word when you look it up in the dictionary but actually like it's feedback so when you when you actually go feedback feed feedback forward or feed, feedback um you know it's not failure like that's how you learn quickly and like the faster we can get feedback the faster we can fail the faster we're going to get to our, our our achieved goal because like that you're you're talking about like right this didn't work with this customer experience right what do we do next time but if you never get to that point you're never going to fail faster and i i used to spend years not failing at all which then ended up me in one big failure because i hadn't learned along the way um and it's like muscles it's like you just keep you keep flexing it and building it and then you just keep re rinsing repeat and you you get to where you want to get to quicker so I think that i learned that well in corporate is that you you have a level of detachment and i think people can get very emotional because it's their businesses and you've got to see that it isn't you and i did a bit of that work last year is that it's my business but it's not natalie natalie right it's my business so actually if it all falls apart I'm not suddenly like it's not necessarily me. I'm not the, it's not the end of the world for me, or I haven't failed, or I'm not an awful person. It's just not worked. So what? Loads of people failed in lots of different things. They, they said Walt Disney wasn't creative, <laughs> you know. So you've got to again just see that it's if you come at something from a place of loving it and giving it a go, like that's the most important thing. And um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I love that because you're right. Like, um, it, you've got to detach yourself from your own self worth from your business. And I've been susceptible to that for so many years that my self worth was attached to my business. So when things were stre stressful, then I would feel low in confidence. And actually separating that part is, you know, that's absolute gold. What you said there is just going, okay if my business isn't struggling if it's like you said earlier like you're going through you're putting the, the the effort in every day but it takes sometimes a long time to see the see the reward for it it's knowing that i'm putting that in every single day and the reward will come you know i'm going to constantly be doing that so right now my business is here that doesn't mean my confidence has to be down here my confidence can still be up here because i know i'm part of and this links back to the original thing you said about it's the process i'm in yeah and 
and that does a lot for people is being confident in things you like, yeah i don't know but i'm willing to give it a go and have a you know ask for help when i need it and that does a lot for people that certainty in somebody does a lot for your business as well and and i think that's what i saw in the going back to that point in the corporate is that we would just see things differently we were constantly asking for feedback all the time it'd be like well what's being said today what do we need to work on because you didn't have that again that emotional attachment and i think if we can do that in our own businesses it would help us a lot in just giving more things a go in just saying well what's the feedback had that land what didn't land so well and that's where i always invite people to do like a 90 day review in a business every quarter whatever you want to call it where they go what's going really well what's not going so well what do i need to change and continue and then keep when you do a change just do a small incremental change not big things just like one change at a time i learned that as well through matt and that's been key is you don't have to do everything but what's the priority out of those but if you haven't got that ability to reflect and see your business in that way you can't do that groundwork and that detail part when you need the detail yeah yeah absolutely love that and i believe you can live your life in in 90 day cycles and you can change your life in 90 days like you could change one thing and in 90 days time your life could be completely different like you can't change it in a day you can't change it in a week you can't change it in a month but quite often over three months you can make some pretty big changes um or one change that ends up being one pretty big change so yeah and that's one of my biggest struggles in running your own business is this idea of time freedom like i really struggle with that because again like i'm very results driven and because i have money coming in all the time to then have a freedom where like what you said what you're working on now doesn't necessarily evolve until three months six months 12 months 18 months down the road when that that client goes oh hi i want to work with you now and it's like what and i've been following you for months like, right okay that's 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 quite hard i have to work on patience too and that's the reality we're all working on things i have to work on patience i can preach about it but i have to work about work on it and i'm, I'm happy to say that i do it is tough because it's what i'm used to and norm and i'm having to work through that and i start that by saying to people like my mindset coach recently saying like, i'm really struggling with it it's just it's on my mind a lot and it means i i'm probably a bit more sporadic at things and i don't want to be that how can i work on it and it starts with just sometimes saying it out loud and it's like just do this this and this and i'm like cool got that <laughs> let's do it yeah absolutely love that yeah definitely and patience is something that that misses me a lot as well. I want everything done yesterday and everything done quickly. Um, so we're just coming to the end now, Natalie, and I've really, really enjoyed today. So if people want to get hold of you, talk to you about um, strategy, or even talk to you about how how you went about you know leaving your corporate job, how's the best um, way to get in contact with you? Yeah, look, the best way I've got nassypots.co.uk, but I'm on LinkedIn on nassypots and then nassypots strategist on Instagram. Those are my two chosen platforms. Try and stick to the best. Um, not gone onto the TikTok thing yet, and I'm not doing very well on Freds. <laughs> I've not even tried Fred yet because I'm so overwhelmed with the amount of social well, media. When I saw another one, everyone was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, there's another thing. I was like, really? Everyone's like, love it. Not so I did roll something out quickly as a lead magnet for it. But yeah, it's um, that's what I mean. Like the world moves at pace, isn't it? Work out what works for you and stick at what, what is your thing. Yeah, absolutely love that. It's been a really, really great hour with you, Natalie. And I'm sure um, I'll get to see you in a gym somewhere at an event, which we usually bump into each other at six in the morning to, to do a workout. So yeah, th thanks so much for coming on. Um, really appreciate you. Thank you. Cheers, Nat. Take care.